All right. Oh, are we are we a ho or a ho ho or a ho ho ho? I'm I'm needing an infusion of ho because okay. I'm having a, I'm having a hard time. I need a ho transfusion. Okay. What's going on? What were your beverages that you were debating over there? I have coffee in a coffee cup if we're going that way or white claw. Can go either way. <laughs> it's 8.30 in the morning here, so I definitely cannot be starting off with the ruby grapefruit white claw. So I okay. think I've coffee, but I'm coffee. Um the 20-something-year-old me would definitely respond to this situation with some white claw instead of with the coffee, but okay. the 46-year-old me is gonna pick the coffee. So we're we're more adult now. Okay. Is that a latte? Um it is um, Nespresso, um, but the, we've got that milk thing, foamer. That is so appealing. Mm -hmm. I really want that. I want to crawl yeah, through the screen and take it out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and the mustache. I like the mustache. Um, oh, man. I just, uh, I'm having some real parenting struggles. So what's going on? Um, well, I just came from crucial conversation number two with my 12 year old, okay. um, and it's gotten bad enough that I felt I needed a witness. So I made my husband sit there during it. Um, it began last night. Well, it began at birth, but it really, <laughs> yeah. it began at birth when she was born the middle child. <laughs> Um, but she's, she has a narrative that is defaulted to how have I been wronged? How have I been shortchanged? Um, how have I been insulted? And when she feels triggered by those things, um, she lashes out. She's very disrespectful. And she was last night when we were trying to watch Lethal Weapon and do Christmas cards. And uh, what's happened up to this point is that I give her consequences and then I feel bad because I love her and I don't want her to have a bad consequence. And, you know, I take things away like dance, which is her, her lifeblood and then I feel bad and so I, I give it back and so I've been really inconsistent and I feel kind of held hostage by her and the kind of the family dynamic because uh, if she's pissed off everybody knows it and so last night I told her I'm done doing that. I'm, we're we're gonna, you know what? If you want to battle, let's battle. Bring it. I actually stood in her doorway and said, "Bring it, like really, bring it. I'm ready because I'm. This isn't working." And I took her dance away, and I took her phone, and then I, you know, then I go into the like parenting down the parenting shame shoot. 
Thank you. Just had a delivery of Cheerios. Great. Not nice. You need cheer. Yeah. <laughs> I need some cheer and some ho. Yeah. Cheery hoes. Cheery hoes. That's right. That's us. Actually, I'm definitely not a cheery ho, but I would like to become maybe by the end of this session. <laughs> All right. So that's our goal is to be that's cheery hoes. Cheery hoes. Oh my God. I love that. Um, anyway, so I calmer heads prevailed. I didn't yell last night, like in my worst moments, I lose my own temper, which is the worst, right? Like I'm like when you spank your kid for hitting someone, right? Like when I, when she gets really mad and then I also get mad and we're both mad and yelling, like that didn't happen last night, but so I went for my morning walk in the dark. It's so dark. Is uh, it so yeah. dark where you are? Yeah, it is. And like 22 degrees. <laughs> it just sucks. Okay, we're still in the 40s. We're not oh. in the 20s. Yet. But yeah, that sucks. And so I went for a walk in the dark with my husband and I talked through my strategy and he kind of gave me some notes. He's already been through developing teenagers once with his ex-wife. Um, and uh, we had a we had a summit in the bonus room. And I told her that I haven't been being the parent I want to be by being so inconsistent and that I'm going to be consistent and she's not going to like it. And I said, I don't expect that you're going to take away from this conversation the things that I am trying to con convey to you because regularly you later tell me I said things I didn't like she tells me that I think she's a monster that she's a bad person and that's not what I'm telling her mm -hmm. but overall I think it was as good as it could be and she did she heard me which is different than listening yeah so yeah. Man, parenting is hard. It's really hard. Yeah. At, and, at a pandemic. And I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm thinking I don't want to coach, but just want to talk mama parent to mama parent. Even though I don't know your children at all, I really just want to give you a little hope <laughs> because um, I've got three you know, 23, 21 and 14 girl, boy, girl. Um, and I won't pretend that they're all alike either. Um, but just as you describe it and what's going on, um, I, I, you know, that age of 12, even if she has been an independent soul since birth, and even if she's always looked at the downside, or even if she's always tried to lay out traps for you, um, just don't forget that's such a super hormonal age. And what I found with both my girls is that during that super hormonal time, the only people they can act out with is their family and especially the mama bear. And, you know, they try so hard to be 
part of the crowd with their friends, which is really hard right now. And great with the teachers are as best they can. And sometimes, you know, what, even though it sucks and it's hard and it's unfair, um, the only relief valve they have is at home and with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, experiencing that. Yeah, and, and they are just trying to figure out the boundaries a little bit, but they're also just trying to vent a little bit. And sometimes they just want a little attention. And so, you know, we had all kinds of yelling, screaming matches, you know, our oldest walked out the door and walked, you know, down the block when she was maybe 10 or 11, almost 12. We weren't really sure where she went um, because she was really angry and we let her go for about 15, 20 minutes and then started, you know, circling around and, and found her. And, and what I finally figured out was sometimes they just want some attention and they really are just wanting a hug. And they just really want to know, they want to know you care. Um, and so sometimes that fight will just melt if you just sit down with them and put your arm around them and ask what what the hell is really going on here mm -hmm. I've, I've had that happen a couple times with her where like you said there she's so angry and then what turns out is under the anger is just is pain mm -hmm. and um a lack of self-confidence right and um um it's uh it's hard to know which approach to bring in the moment, you know, like what's going to be effective versus what's going to make it worse. And one of the things I was talking with Ian about on our walk is as a parent, that's also a human, where does our, where does our reasonable expectation of being just treated kindly as a human where does that stop and start? You know, because as you said, I am the safe person in her life to lash out at. And I also hold the keys to all her, her happiness and opportunity. I'm the one that does it all for her. Mm -hmm. And yet, and I watched my mom raise five kids and really just sublimate her own needs or a reasonable expectation of being treated kindly and it didn't it didn't help us right but and so there's part of me that's when i said this to her this morning and i said it to ian this morning in the, in the dark <laughs> on her walk i love her sure i'm her biggest fan sure also love myself mm -hmm. and I don't believe I deserve this treatment and I don't believe that I should just take it. Yeah. So I deserve happiness too. Agree completely. And one thing I learned by our third was to kind of sit down in a good moment and have the conversation about boundaries and consequences and acknowledge I am the mother and I love them deeply. 
by the third and, and said, these are the boundaries I think are fair. And so if you get to bed by this time, you know, all's good. If you don't, this would be a consequence. And we kind of bartered and negotiated, but then it also gets into, and I want to know that you love and appreciate me too. So if we're having a great time, all's good. Um, but if there becomes a sort of behavior, this will be the consequence. And, and we kind of negotiate it that way they know up front and you can bring your husband into it or your ex-husband into it. So you can all agree when this kind of thing happens, this is the consequence and then put it back to her. She's then making a choice when she decides to act a certain way or when she decides to break a rule. Um, and then no one will be surprised mm -hmm. and it will help hold you accountable too, because your husband and your ex and she will all know this is what you all agreed to. And it makes it a little bit more objective. Okay. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that, and she, we did do some negotiating this morning because I did had taken dance away, but this is the week of all the dance festivities and the your secret secret sister and all that business mm -hmm. and so she said would it be possible for me to lose my phone for two weeks instead of one mm -hmm. and but still be able to attend dance mm -hmm. and i said yeah but for based on what's transpired to this moment yeah if you do these and, and i talked about it being in word and in deed because some of the disrespect toward me comes indeed. I do so much for these people mm -hmm. on top of having a job. Mm -hmm. I make them usually like three meals a day. Mm -hmm. They get their laundry done for that. You know, it's like mm -hmm. we have a house cleaner that comes in mm -hmm. and yet she'll leave 20 dishes in her room. Yeah. Despite, you know, and so I, I said part of the disrespect is I'm like, I feel treated like I'm a maid here. And I'm not going to take that anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. You, uh, yeah, I would try to get as much down as possible without being too crazy about it. And I would post it up. We have it posted. Well, it, it came down when we yeah. morning steps, AKA is the title of the document. Morning steps, AKA shit I got to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, know it. And, and then if not done, what? So what? What's the so what? What's the consequence? Yeah. Well, I just told her, if you're not doing your morning steps, you don't get your phone. So instead of you just waking up and coming downstairs and grabbing your phone, mm -hmm. you gotta do your morning steps and then say, Mom, I did my morning steps. Okay, cool. There's your phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the new, that's the new boundary that we just set today. Yeah, but you know, can I tell you something? Yeah, I don't know why this is, but I wonder if other moms feel this way too. Like when these kinds of things happen in my house, I feel like I'm the only one it's happening to. Hmm. Like I'm the only parent that can't strike, find that right balance of boundaries with their kid. And so when I heard you tell me about your oldest leaving, like walking away from your house, I cannot stress the amount of relief. Oh, good. That that gives me like, oh God, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
no matter what I say, no matter what I might say on my walk or even to my kid about I love myself too, right? And I think I'm being, you know, relatively reasonable, not perfect. I say, I think I'm reasonably good. I think I've done a lot of bad, stupid shit too as a parent. And I gave her some examples. Like I was too crazy intense about softball. But even though I might say, I think I'm a reasonably good parent, deep down, deep down, I'm like, who let me be a parent? (laughs) (laughs) Which is also normal since birth. (laughs) I should not be in charge of other humans. (laughs) Don't we all walk out of the hospital feeling that way? Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't go away. And it doesn't go away with the first one. The second one's different. The third one's different. And we're dealing with people. It's emotional. It's hard. It can change on a dime. Um, it, you know, 12 year old, I've got a 14 year old. They just don't see the stuff. They don't see the dishes. They don't see it pile up. They just don't see it. So sometimes it's just taking their little body quietly and positioning it, putting their head down. Speak of the pool. Hi, Mia. Love you. Yeah. And they don't see everything you do for them. So here's another story about my oldest. Um, Tell me a story, please. I love your story. She was so independent and obstinate since te- since seven. Um, she got into high school and Mike had to take the door off of her room because just slammed it constantly. And her room was disgusting. Even her grandma was like, how in the world do you live in this kind of place? And you were not raised this way. But we decided we'd just pick our battles, you know? And if she wanted to live in a slop room where she couldn't find anything and it made her late to school every day, that's her decision. It was really hard, but her decision. Um, Expected everything, disrespected us, we felt. Um, When she was 22, she and her boyfriend decided to um, go to Disney World for the weekend. And I was like, wow, oh, okay. She didn't ask for money. She'd saved up. She you know, made the plans. So on the way home, they're driving back and she called and she was bawling. And I was like, are you okay? Have you gotten in a wreck? She goes, no, I just wanted to tell you that at the first lunch at Disney, I realized how much you had done for us all of our life, how much you'd supported us financially. Um, My boyfriend and I could barely afford anything else the rest of the day after paying for just lunch there. And I wanted to tell you how much I appreciate everything you've always done for for me. That's going to make me break down and sob right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet hear me loudly, there's a long time span between the age of seven and the age of 22. (laughs) Yes, I will. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now she's one of my best friends and we talk almost every day 
not because I call her, but because she calls me quite a bit. Um, she is very responsible. She's living independently in Chicago. Um, she manages her money very well. And she's so thoughtful about everyone else. So there's hope. Absolutely. Yes. <sighs> Raising a child in the teen years and the early 20s, I think, is more difficult than those newborn years. And I think that's when they need our love and support and our boundaries to be mm -hmm. well articulated and to stick to them because they need boundaries. They need rules with love and compassion to support them more than anything else right now. Um, and they will thrive. Um, also think about the fact that they can get really mad at their best friend one hour and mm -hmm. invite that person over an hour later. So the anger and the fights that you might experience with a 12 year old, try not to overthink it and over magnify it into something as if you were having that kind of fight with your husband or an adult. And they can just shift from minute to minute. I think that's a really important point. And I, I need to try to remember that because I do with all of them, but especially with my two girls because I have more conflict with them than I do my son. Mm -hmm. But I, when, when it happens, I, I tend to extrapolate it, it you know, into and project it. Mm -hmm to have probably more meaning than, as you said, it should. I mean, my seven-year-old is like a puppy. So she gets, yesterday it was probably because she gets so angry when she's doing her schoolwork. She did school for eight hours yesterday. Not because there was eight hours of school worth doing. It was because everything took forever. Yeah. Um, but she got so mad and then so mad and then 30 seconds later she's like mom oh my gosh it's Christmas I'm so excited to eat gingerbread houses with you oh. God, are you, you're like schizophrenic it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde it's normal yeah. and anger is not a bad emotion there's really not a bad emotion anger is just anger and sometimes we need to express anger just like we express joy. And anger sometimes gets us moving along faster than anything else. But they truly can. They've got more, they've got more control of their emotions than we do and feelings. And they'll express them and move on. Meanwhile, we're trying to understand what was it they were really feeling and what did they mean by that? And is that going to impact their whole life? And oh my gosh, and am I a horrible parent? And what have I done? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be judged by all those other moms and the mm -hmm. teachers? Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, all that. Flare up. You know, think about boys in particular. They'll duke it out and then go play 
the game together. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. So sometimes they're just, maybe there don't need to be all these consequences. Sometimes you just got to let, you know, a little flare up happen and occur and sit in the moment with it. Say, okay, are we done with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or what's it going to take to be done with this? Mm-hmm. I don't have that balance figured out yet because I feel like what I've been doing is allowing those, like, I've been airing too much on the side of, it's fine for you to just unload your anger and walk away and not have any consequence, any true consequence for it. Okay. And, but I, and I think the other thing though, is that, you know, again, I don't have the answer yet here trying to work through it but when you have humans that are able to which is what I have I have three three children who are able to go out in the world and be respectful appropriate good-natured they're able to fit into the norms you know when they go outside the house it's inside the house where it's So that tells me that you're doing it right. If you weren't doing it right, you would be hearing from others, adult others, especially that, you know, something might be going on or we're a little concerned about this, especially the teachers would say, "Eh, we're really struggling with this or that. In this case, I'm that adult. (laughs) Right. Like this. You're on the inside. So any adult on the outside that they encounter, if they're saying, oh, they're such a joy to be around and they're so polite and they're so responsible. And I, you know, I, I just always, you know, love to be with your children. Yeah, you are, you're doing it right. But see, I want to be, I want to enjoy being with my children too. Yeah, and you will. So what percentage of the time with your children do you enjoy versus have these kind of struggles? I don't know, because it's probably, I was trying to think about like the pre-pandemic versus now. It's probably 70-30. Okay. Maybe 60-40 with my Okay. So in all cases, it's more positive than not. Yeah. It's, um, overall, yes. And that's what you're reminding me of right now. And, and that's the thing I think too, that you're kind of, you said you aren't coaching, but you're kind of inviting me to consider. And that is that the, the moments of conflict and, you know, disconnect, they feel bigger than they are. And so I need to kind of, I need to take the magnifying lens off. That's what I think I'm taking away from this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We always feel the negative more than mm-hmm. the positive. So step back and really assess it and assess 
how often are you spending individual time with each of them? Mm -hmm. Which I know is really hard right now. It's hard always because we're busy, but it's harder right now being quarantined. And yet, you know, that's a really good investment with your kids yeah. is just to have that one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, and I do have it with the two, with my oldest and my youngest. Okay. Um, I need to invest it more in my middle. She's so busy though, between like, she's got her jewelry and card making business and dance. And mm -hmm. so sometimes it's hard to just like get them out of their rooms. And maybe that's part of it, Liz. She's just worn mm -hmm. out. She's tired. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's got a little too much going on or maybe she's got too much other stuff going on and not enough mom time. Mm -hmm. And so she'll lash out and she probably doesn't even understand it. No, no, because she's 12. she's 12. All right, well, let's assess ourselves. Are we feeling like cheery hoes? Um, I'm definitely cheerier. Cheerier ho? <laughs> cheerier ho. Okay. I, was, I woke up and then I was the beginning of this conversation. I think that's one of the things like, that coaching is so good for is just getting perspective, yeah. right? It's like, it, to me, it's always the first thing is feeling seen, feeling heard, and then it's, okay, yeah. what perspective can I glean? Yeah, you know? and I think coaching also just adds this um, discipline of reflection and pausing moving a little slower than any of us would otherwise. And, and maybe that's one last tidbit I will highlight for you. You are an excellent coach because you listen and you go, hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I do wonder when things flare up with your kids, rather than immediately reacting with a, I'm going to take your phone away now, or I'm going to, or I don't appreciate this. And so I'm going to do this. Just go, hmm, that's interesting. And give yourself permission to think about what's going on for a day or so. Mm -hmm. And give yourself permission to, mm -hmm. to decide, sleep on it. There's no mm -hmm. harm in sleeping on it. Mm -hmm. And saying, you know, this, this is, this is how this hurt me. And I thought we'd agreed to this and that. I've thought a lot about it and then have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with privately with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I need to, <laughs> the, the same thing that I'm criticizing her for is what I'm also doing, reacting in the moment, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yep, because you're both probably tired and stressed and hormonal yeah. to some extent. Uh, yes. When hormones clash in a, an enclosed home, mm. it can be kind of scary. It can be mm. scary for the other kids and the poor husband. Good Lord. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of hormones in our house, not just female ones too. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Hormones. Oh, yo, yo. Um, so on right, a scale well, of one to zero to 10, cheery, ho, 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 <laughs> how are you, Liz? 
I'm going to go with two out of three hoes. Two out of three hoes is not two. bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, something, to, something to build on. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to know next week if you're at a ho, ho, ho. I'll be in search of my third ho. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hey.